In this first episode of We Are Immortal, the unofficial podcast for Blizzard's Diablo Immortal mobile game, we discuss the BlizzCon announcement, some of the Q&A questions that were answered, and go into some of the elements that have been revealed so far. We also discuss some of the controversy surrounding the announcement of the game being a mobile title. To start, we'd like to introduce ourselves. All of us have some podcasting experience with the mobile title DC Legends. We're all big Blizzard fans and are super excited about the upcoming Diablo Immortal mobile game. I am Hate Mail, and with me is... I am Ogre Barber. Hello, my name is Doombox. It's a pleasure to meet you all. All right, let's talk about the story a little bit, DP. In terms of Diablo, Diablo Immortal, like as many of you already know, Diablo Immortal is set in a time specifically between after the events of Diablo 2 and apparently right before Diablo 3, which I don't really understand because really doesn't exist so there might be future proofing for a future game i don't really understand what's going on there but let me read what's on the website in diablo 2 just for just to recap for those of you who don't remember your diablo lore in diablo 2 there was the demonic lord diablo he was defeated and his soul stone was shattered in the hellforge and in lord of destruction his brother bale corrupted the world storm of the world stone forcing tyriel to destroy it So, and then right after that is where we have the events of Diablo Immortal take place. So, according to the website, what's written there says, In Diablo Immortal, the fragments of the world stone corrupt the land and demonic invaders pour into the sanctuary. And then after that, there's some events for Diablo 3, which, you know, I guess we'll get into at some point in the future whenever they release that game. You do realize Diablo 3 has been out for six years, right, TP? I don't know what you're talking about. I heard (laughs) things, rumors of a game that had like a really bad market system, but yeah, I, I... don't think that really exists. You you, you have to be making that up. <laughs> well, and they also are going to have some storyline to let you know all the different things that led up to the Diablo 3 storyline. So we'll see some pretty cool, there should, should be some pretty cool stories along the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the storyline that they have. Now let's talk classes. So far, we have six classes that have been announced as in the game so far. And we have Barbarian, Monk, Wizard, Crusader, Demon Hunter, and Necromancer. And there's, you know, hopefully going to be more, but that's definitely a good start. And those seem those are the pretty much the stable characters of most of the previous previous Diablo titles. Though the I guess the staples for pretty much every um, every Diablo games have to be the the barbarian, the wizard. But I think in other games she was it was sorceress too, right? Was it always wizard? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, but anyways, so there was always a barbarian and let's say a spellcaster type. Let's see here, what else was there? Necromancer seems to be a more staple of the more recent ones, like Diablo 2, right? Was Necromancer there from Diablo 1? Well, in Diablo 2 he was there, and then he was a witch doctor in Diablo 3. Ah, uh, like, again, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> and then we have the Crusader is similar to, um, I believe in Diablo 2 it was Paladin. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. So what ha- whatever happened to the Paladin, the Paladin was cool. <laughs> Well, I mean, Crusader it would be the Crusader. The They're interchangeable names. Yeah. That, that takes me back a little bit to uh, Diablo 2. I remember, like, Paladin was probably one of the most broken classes in that game. <laughs> With his hammers that would just spin around him over and over. Well, part of the reason that made him broken was the fact that with with runes and the way runes worked in that game you can basically make him the best character in the game because one of the best things that made the wizard so good was teleporting and with the i can't remember the name of the rune anymore but if you had that in his in his armor 
he could he could get teleport too. So anybody could get teleport in that game, right? So you have like the most broken AOE character, the most, and he's super tanky, and he can teleport everywhere. <laughs> it was Sorceress and Diablo too. I just pulled it up. Okay, yeah. So, anyways, they just changed the name to something else, but it's probably the same thing. So, just to give a brief synopsis for people who are perhaps a little less familiar on the general roles of the classes, your barbarian is going to be your atypical adventure warrior type. In your face, big damage, big AOE cleaves, likes getting punched in the face. We can probably at least look forward to some form of enrage ability, where once you've taken enough damage, you can boost up your stats, because that seems to be a staple in a lot of Diablo titles. But otherwise, you're looking at your very plain, natural, hey, I want to get in face, I want to put some axes in those faces, Barbarian is going to be a good pick for you. Next up, you got the Monk. He's going to be more of your speed fighter, your run in, strike, jump back out. He does have some supportive abilities, but from what I can tell in a multiplayer aspect, they're probably not going to be anywhere near as powerful or potent as the Crusaders will be. Still, he's going to be your quick hits. They might not be very hard hits, but he's got a lot of abilities that can deal with a very large mass of enemies. We're talking the seven-sided strike, a new staple classic ability. There's a big ring around you, obliterating everything in sight. It's rather insane, and quite frankly, I look forward to it. The wizard is going to be your atypical sorcerer type. Big AoE damage, lots of magic, big flashy spells. If you like to sit in the back and just nuke an entire field of people, wizard's going to be your way to go, especially with their meteor and lightning nova spells. You're going to be looking at some widespread destruction. The crusader has typically been sort of the mix between a tank and a support, at least in more recent incarnations. You're going to probably be seeing uh, seeing some armor buffs. You're going to be seeing some probably crowd control effects, slowing, stunning, things like that. And in that way, it's very handy most of the time to have at least one Crusader nearby. That way, if your warrior dies because he's not tanking out and he's deciding just to go full Berserker mode, your Crusader can step in, take the blows, and protect your more delicate members from getting devoured by the demons of the underworld. Speaking of demons, Demon Hunter is going to be your typical ranged assassin-type character. That was a pro transition right there. You're going to have lots of quick firings. You're going to have some AoE effects, such as the massive AoE volley that we see Vala doing in the trailer itself. But in addition to that, she also has a lot more mobility now than she used to. Instead of her typical rolling vaulting type style of movement that she can use to evade attacks, she now has things that look almost like a javelin hop where she can pierce in and jump over different enemies, which can come in really handy when you have things like dangerous choke points that you need to get to the other side of because you get cut off from your team. Finally, the Necromancer, which is going to be the class that I'm picking, looks to be a really big... How can I put this? In most Necromancer things, you're going to have your damage over time, but this Necromancer seems like he's going to be a lot more focused on the Zul style of play, which is raising armies of undead, big behemoth abominations, and them running them into enemy forces, wearing down their numbers while your numbers stay nice and soft. So, honestly, I'm looking forward to all of these, but especially the Necromancer. His playstyle looks like it's going to be unique among all of them, and I can't wait to see what it brings to the table. What are your um, What are the other guys you guys looking to play? I'm I'm looking at the Crusaders. What I'm leaning towards right now, but without having played anybody, I would imagine that I'll probably be playing the Barbarian first and foremost, seeing as it's, it's part of my name. Uh, okay. Like 
I don't see myself starting with the other classes. I'll probably dabble with them eventually, but I'm going to be barbarian, like hands down to start with. Like I, I can't get around that part of my nature. <laughs> so you'll be, you'll be our, our meaty tank. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be busting skull. Yeah. For me, I'm probably going to go with wizard because uh, I've liked the aspect of teleporting in any game pretty much basically like having screen control like you can be anywhere in the screen at any point so obviously it takes mp but you know that's that's part of the part of the deal right but i like i like sort of range attacks and i like being sort of away from all the chaos so and controlling the field that's sort of like what i like to do so I, that's probably where I'm going to be. I'm thinking about going Crusader just because I've always played tank classes in most MMOs, and I liked the Paladin class in Diablo 2. was one of my favorites. But the only thing I... And I partially want to go melee because it's a mobile game, and I think having ranged attacks is maybe a little more challenging on yeah. a mobile device. That was, that was one of the things I was going to say about the Wizard. Probably one of the biggest drawbacks for me maybe to consider not playing the Wizard was the fact that if teleport's one of your biggest important moves to get out of get out of the way of stuff or move into stuff it's probably going to require a lot of physical dexterity moving around on your screen and the fact that i might be playing this on the train going to work or going home from work or something like that it's probably not something that i really want to actually have to really focus in on all the time right so for that that being said maybe the barbarian is probably the best class for this type of thing Diablo. all right so let's go over some of the Highlights from the Q&A at BlizzCon. Um, one of the big things that they mentioned, though, was going to be eight public zones for you to explore at the launch. This is the plant. They plan for this to be an ongoing game, so different zones are almost certainly going to be added. You're going to definitely have a chance to run into other players in the world. This, they're shared outdoor zones, and there's also going to be instance dungeons. And they said that these are going to be four-player dungeons that you can play with your friends. So that's pretty awesome. You'll be able to hop into the instances. So you don't have to worry about this kind of being a solo game when you're trying to play on your mobile device. So it's going to be interesting to see how Blizzard accomplishes that. But with so many of the other mobile games having you know online peer-to-peer access, I think that that's going to be one of the most appealing things about this. In instances, the monsters will not respawn and bosses can be made to challenge you. They said Westmarch is the capital city for Diablo Immortal. In the timeline, Diablo Immortal, Westmarch is a thriving city. So apparently this is where you are before you head to Sanctuary for Diablo 3. They're starting with six classes, and they'll listen to the community to see what classes they plan to add next. So we can definitely hope to see other classes that we had seen in previous editions or maybe some new classes that we've never seen before. They said that they're going to have a virtual control stick and the second input to aim your skills, so you'll should be very fluid. This one thing I've always liked about Blizzard games is they've always made sure they had really crisp, clean play control. So I think that's that's going to be nice. They will. They do plan to have new skills. For example, with the Wizard, they're going to have Lightning Nova. Each class is going to have 12 skills, and you'll be able to choose from five to take with you at any time. So I know one of the complaints that we heard when they were at BlizzCon was that there was only three skills, and they thought it was going to be super limited because this is a mobile game. And granted, there may be some barriers that aren't, you know, that are prohibitive that you would see, wouldn't be able to see on a PC game, but they plan to really maximize, you know, all the power that are in phones and tablets these days. They do plan to have legendary items in this game. They love the way Diablo 3 legendaries work and gear progression makes your character look more awesome, so they plan to do the same type of thing with this. And they also plan to have a social feature for Diablo Immortal to allow you to link your Battle.net account so you can access your friends list. I'm sure there'll be chat rooms, everything that they would normally have in 
uh, Diablo games. I, I really like the fact that at the end there you mentioned the Battle.net account. So the Battle.net or the Blizzard accounts, it makes it for that. It makes it so that people who use iOS or Android, there might be the possibility of cross-platform play. Like for example, if you have an iPad, but you also want to play on your Android phone, for example, or you want to use an emulator on your computer, right? It's possible that you can log into two different platforms through a mutual, a mutually exclusive account. I'm hoping that it won't be locked to, for example, the Game Center or Google Play accounts. Now let's go over the live questions asked by the audience at BlizzCon. So the first question was, what happened to the Druid class? They'll be adding more classes and everyone has a vote, apparently, right? <laughs> so, I thought that was an interesting response that everyone's going to have a vote. So maybe they're going to put the up classes and have you vote on what comes out next. That'd be kind of interesting way to do it. Okay, so what if, like, whenever they decide they're ready to introduce their first couple classes, they have two instants or something open, and whichever one gets the most completions is the one that decides the class that's becoming a... That'd be neat. Well, what I'm excited about with this is that if they're adding more classes and everyone has a vote, could we possibly even see classes brand new to the Diablo series that have never been in any other game before? Yeah, it's very possible. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Now, the thing that I'm thinking, when, when, I, when I hear the word vote, it reminds me of something like they did in Magic, in Magic the Gathering, is when they put two cards up together, for example, and say which one is better than the other, and everyone votes on it, right? So let's say, for example, Druid is one class that they want to put up, and then let's say they put it in another type of, uh, like, let's say, Witch Doctor, for example, something like that, right? Or the Amazon. We haven't seen the Amazon in a long time. Oh, yeah, Amazon, right? It's another Archer class, right? So if we put those two up together, for example, and then the community votes on it, whichever one gets more votes, that one gets introduced to the game first. That doesn't mean that the other one's not going to ever show up again. Maybe it just needs to show up on the next vote, for example, right? So that's what I was thinking. Well, the other thing that with a mobile title, and we'll get into this more later, but being a mobile title, some of the things that people fear but also see the benefit of is that Diablo's always had a problem with monetization, and that's where we had the big debacle with the um, auction house. And one of the things they can do is release classes that you you have to purchase. So I think that that very likely could happen with this. They'll release, and there may be more classes than usual for that reason. To provide a counterinter to assuage some of those concerns, keep in mind also that Diablo introduced more recently a active marketplace. Maybe not a good marketplace, but an active one that you can sell items, get goods for. So it's possible that that might be a sort of way to get those extra classes without going straight out of pocket. Turn in some loot you got from dungeons or bosses and then earn up a bit of, uh, let's say, in-game credits towards getting those new characters. It could be an option. Yeah, I'm curious, I'm curious to see if they do an auction house in a mobile title. So let's see. The next question says, how long does Diablo Immortal... How long was Diablo Immortal uh, in progress and how long... Or how does it affect other projects? Oh, no, wait. And the answer to that was, uh, it's been an idea it, it, for a long time. They've been working with NetEase for almost 10 years, apparently, for this game, right? So, that's a long time. <laughs> so, they they were probably planning this game before they planned, uh, like, future-proof, like, they were future-proofing Diablo 3. So, they're probably still working on that one, too. But, the next question here... Well, one thing to interject real quick. The NetEase, I know that's been also another concern of people that they think it's just kind of a ripoff of another mobile title that NetEase has created. But if Blizzard's been working with them for almost 10 years for this game, they may use some of the elements from the other game, but I really think it's going to be completely different. Cool. 
uh, I think I think Doom just wrote some notes there saying that uh, by frame of comparison, Red Dead Redemption was in production for 12 years. Yeah, I mean, that's a long time to wait on a title, but looking at how good Red Dead Redemption 2 has been so far, I think we can put some credence in the slow cooking variation of releasing. I, yeah, I would much rather have a polished product than a pile of steaming. <laughs> I like how you you, uh, you 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 took your finger off the push to talk right before you finished that sentence. <laughs> uh, the next question is, do you have a time frame on when you'll see it? And, and the answer to that was when it's ready. <laughs> which is typical Blizzard soon, which means soon could be a year. Coming soon. <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect it before six months, and I'm I'm leaning towards what Hitman was saying there, closer. Yeah, so let's let's keep going. The next question says, "How does the uh, the gear progression work?" And the answer to that was, "Depending on what legendary you're using, it will change the look of your character." So I'm guessing this means that your the gears that you equip to your character will change their their physical like appearance. Is that what it, is that is that what it means? Yeah, and that's how it works so. in Diablo three. So. So they probably have a pretty interesting graphical engine for their mobile game then because there's a lot of mobile games out there but I don't know that too many of them like really want to mess with like having so many different skins like change like interchangeably all the time especially for something that's MMO right on mobile so let's keep going here so the next question is uh, the next question is is there a skill tree so it says that they're working out all the systems do you guys really know what that means yeah, well, in the other Diablos, there was always skill tree systems. So I'm thinking because it's mobile, they're probably going to do it slightly different. But in this particular one, th- that means they really they haven't quite figured out exactly what they want to do with that yet. Like, I'm wondering if it's not a skill tree thing. What if it's just like you have to do certain things, you have to pay certain things to unlock abilities. And then once you have them unlocked, they're done, right? Or maybe you just have to upgrade them through like other means by paying resources into them, right? Well, in Diablo, it works different than other games and the fact that you pick paths on how powers work instead of just upgrading them so it's hard to say what they'll do with the mobile um something to note is that they did say that you'll have about 12 powers and you get to choose from five so it's also possible that this variation of the skill tree will be more focused on differentiating those skills you have versus unlocking those skills in the first place so say if you have 12 spells you get to pick five you can specialize in those five to give them different effects like lightning nova doing continuous damage while enemies are inside of it or meteor doing huge damage over time the next question is any plans to make this available on pc and the answer to a lot of people's chagrin was there are no plans to make diablo immortal available on pc that's probably one of the things that we'll talk about in a second here because uh in the next section but let's keep that moving the next question is how hard can the content be in Diablo Immortal? And the answer to that was, it's a little early to for a definite answer, but this is a true Diablo experience. So if, if someone tells you this is a true Diablo experience, what does that mean to you guys? Cow love. It's going to melt your face off. It's going to milk your face off. <laughs> M-E-L-T. Mel. No, but how do you not milk... The cow level. He, he, he's not familiar with the cow level. <laughs> <laughs> it's Diablo 2. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. There, there's a- and for those of you in the audience, there's a couple of us that have been heavy Diablo fans, and then there's a few of us that haven't played in a very, very long time. 
Anyways, will there be a hardcore mode? So going into what we just said about the cow level. The answer to that was they like the high stakes of mobile and they're not exactly sure, especially with the possible disconnect nature of mobile. <laughs> Have to wait and see. And for those of you who've never played Diablo, hardcore is if your character dies, it's dead forever. Yeah. All your leveling, all your gear finding, it's gone forever. Honestly, I That's appreciate scary. and respect that answer because they're not saying, oh yeah, there's definitely going to be or oh no, there's definitely not going to be. It's definitely one of those, we don't know how this is going to work on mobile and we don't want to put that out there until we're sure, which is a fantastic wizard answer to have. And now into the pit with the community. The fans be pissed. So... The main portion of the controversy comes from the fact that the mobile trailer received massive amounts of downvotes in the time soon after its release. Like, we're talking 6k upvotes to 180k downvotes, and it's not entirely hard to see why. A lot of people are PC loyalists will say they expect the best Diablo titles to be on PC, and some people see this as a big selling out move for Blizzard, which... It's not entirely hard to blame them considering other companies have done this and gone that sellout route. However, at the same time, I feel like it's just astronomically foolish to dismiss something like this, this big innovation in the industry without at least giving it a chance. Like We don't even know how the game plays really. We've seen about 35, 40 seconds of footage at the most of actual gameplay, and people are already counting it out. I don't think that's the way to go. I'm pretty sure people should give it a chance. And I'm sure as the time goes on and we see more and more of it, people will come around and start to appreciate how the game changed and potentially even find themselves favoring this game over their PC counterparts. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the way games are moving forward, look, let's look at the biggest games in, like, let's say on Twitch right now, right? One of the biggest genres of in gaming right now is um, Battle Royale style games. So player unknown battleground, Fortnite, etc., uh, etc. Et they've all gone mobile. So it's not hard to see that the mobile market is you know where it's at in terms of business. So you can't really fault Blizzard for trying to get a piece of that, right? At the same time, I'm one of those people who I used to only be a PC gamer or a console gamer, but now that you know my life is busier and I have more responsibilities, the only time I find the the only time I can find to play games is on my phone, right? While I'm on the move. So having access to something that I really like to play on my phone is perfect for me. So, And I think there's a lot of people in that same category, right? So I think it's a smart move by Blizzard, honestly. Well, as a person who grew up playing Blizzard games, I played Warcraft, Starcraft, got huge into Diablo 2 for a couple of years. I played World of Warcraft way too much for many years. I got into Diablo 3 a little bit, but that one didn't snag me as much as the other ones. Um, and partly because it was a PC game and... You know, as you get older and you have less time to sit on a PC and play and, you know, I still occasionally mess around with console games, but, you know, I don't play them for long periods of time. When I actually have the time to play is usually when my wife's watching TV and I'm laying in bed and I have my iPad in front of me. And that's, you know, if I'm sitting outside letting the dog run around, I can play on my iPad. And so I've been waiting forever for Blizzard to make a mobile game because I know Blizzard's going to do it right. And yes, they partnered with another company, but I think that. Blizzard's not going to let their reputation get be ruined by some mobile company. They've been working with them for 10 years for a reason. And one of the things I, I'd like to put in about these type of MMORPG games on mobile and questioning how successful they can or cannot be, 
One of the games that is really popular where I'm at right now, and I live in Japan, is Lineage 2 Revolution. So it's probably pretty uh, pretty popular there in the States as well. But in, in Japan, Lineage is probably one of the most ingrained MMORPG titles out there. Probably in the same vein as Warcraft, World of Warcraft for you know North American or European players, for example, right? And that game was probably the defining game for an MMORPG on mobile because that game was really, really well done and it got insanely good reviews and there's a lot of money and a lot of revenue coming out of that game, especially here in the Japanese market, right? So I think that uh, a lot of these companies that are putting out these sort of mobile MMORPG games are probably taking from that and learning how they can get sort of their systems in line with that to some to to sort of profit in the same way, right? So as long as they're sort of following the same sort of formula, I don't see why Diablo can also can't also be as successful, right? It's funny. Lineage Two was the game that made me think Blizzard has to be preparing some type of mobile MMO, and I don't see why they can't do more. I mean, obviously, I know people are disappointed Diablo Four didn't come out, but I'm sure there is going to be a PC Diablo style game come out eventually. But there's also room for them to take some of their, fran- you know, their super high-selling, well-done IPs and port them over to a mobile-style game. Right. Like if this does well, I'm sure they're going to be releasing Diablo three just down the road, right? So, all right. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat with you guys. I, you know, I'm a dad and I don't have a whole lot of time for gaming anymore. So being able to do this on the go, you know, with mobile, just is absolutely something I have been waiting for. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Because I haven't had a system since I was, you know, in my 20s when I had a PlayStation. So, I mean, it's not happening anytime soon for me to have a, a gaming PC. Even if I did, my kid would probably be using it all the time to watch Netflix. So, whatever. But I'm excited for the chance to be able to do this again. So, it's been a long time since I've been able to do it. So, I've only played Diablo 1, missed Diablo 2 and 3, caught some videos here and there. But I'm excited to be able to play Diablo again. It was such a fun game. One small tiny thing that I'd like to interject about an MMORPG being on mobile and the one of the the one thing that I'm hesitant about is that the terms in terms of the quality of the game I want the game to be really high quality and like with nice graphics and good movement I'm wondering how heavy it'll be on ter- in terms of system requirements so you know not everyone has like the latest iPhone or the latest Android right so I wonder how many users will actually have to go out and upgrade their phones for it to run this game that's what I'm thinking Historically, Blizzard's had low system requirements for all their games, but I can't imagine this one having super low requirements if they want to do it, do it the way they want to do it. And just based on the video and uh, to mention, for those of you listening to audio only, if you check our YouTube channel, which will be in the show notes, um, we actually have quite a bit of video, gameplay video and animations, c- cinematics for this game as well. I would be so disappointed if I had to go upgrade my phone. But at the same time, um, I probably need it. If I might interject with something really small before we finish, don't forget, and as much as it pains me as a mobile player to say it, there is always the option of emulating it on your computer, which can help bridge the gap for some of those PC people and can also help alleviate that technology gap that you might have in your phone because you could just put it on your computer. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, sort of what I was just saying earlier. If this Blizzard, what's the word here? If the Blizzard accounts or the uh, the Battle.net accounts are the main way for you to log into the game, it gives me a lot of hope for cross-platform play, especially for iPhone users who also want to play on their PC. So if you get an Android emulator, you can also still play on your PC, for example, right? That will help a lot for people who have, for example, older iPhones. 
So the, obviously this is our first episode of We Are Immortal, and we'll probably be monthly until beta starts or if information starts ramping up or getting closer to release. I have a feeling that the game's probably still six months to a year out, so we'll most likely go monthly, and then as we get closer, we might start ramping up the show to bi-weekly, and then we may go to a weekly podcast, depending on how things go, but so far, that's our future plan, so just keep an eye out, and we will keep this feed active. And uh, any guys, any final words from you guys? I got some final words. If you want to love this game, please love this game. Don't let those downvotes get to you. Keep coming to us. We'll keep you updated on everything you want to hear about this game, and when it comes out, just go out and enjoy it. Don't let the haters hate. Just Go through and do what you want to do, man. And it's Doombok. <laughs> Find Casey. him on Reddit to downvote him. All right, Ogre, you had to say something? I, I was just saying that I'm I'm super excited for this game, just the chance to be able to play it mobile again, like I was saying. Like, I'm super excited. I cannot wait for this game to come out. I know I have to, but I can't. Awesome. All right, hey, any last words? Thank you for listening to this episode of We Are Immortal. If you like the show, consider becoming a patron. Just go to patreon.com slash WRI broadcast.